Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we are so glad that you are joining us. And we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along if you can. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. How's it going today, Mo? Hey, what's going on, Amber? Uh, Doing well today. Ready to talk about leadership. Let's do it. Well, it's kind of an exciting day in my house today because today is my daughter's first ever swim meet. She decided she wanted to try something in high school. She's a freshman, and so she's really new to the sport. I'm really new to the sport. But today is her first meet, and we don't have a clue what's going to happen. <laughs> we don't know anything about it. All I know is it's going to be like four hours, and I need to bring my own chair, <laughs> and that's it. But she she really has been enjoying herself and been enjoying learning about it, but she has no idea what today is going to look like, and she has no idea how she's going to do. So we've been talking about her approach. Of how do you approach something that you've never done before? So I just said, hey, well, you know, you're going to go out there, you're going to try your best, and we're going to see how it goes, and we're going to celebrate that. She's like, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do. I don't know what my time's going to be. And I said, well, and you don't have to right now. You've never put up a time before, so you have no idea. But after today, everything's going to change. Once you put up that first time, now you're going to have a measurement. You're going to know what you're capable of. But for right now, we don't know. So you're just going to go out there and do your best, and we're going to celebrate that. So Mo, you're always talking about coaching your swimmers. Am I seeing that right? Like, is that good advice from a new swim mom? (laughs) Yeah, it it really is. In fact, Kayla's in a great uh, place because she's got all these questions and she's got none of the answers. And so this first swim meet is going to be kind of a rite of passage. I mean, she knows nothing. She has no times. So this is the best place to be because until that swim meet happens, you know, none of those questions could even be started to be answered. And so if you knew what times that she was going to have already, you would kind of have an idea. And so would her coach to kind of put her in whatever he or she needed to put Kayla in. But nobody knows anything. And that's fun because now she just kind of gets to go from the very beginning. So the reason, though, that this is such a great story and that I was glad that you were going to tell that story today and I didn't know exactly what you were going to say, uh, but that's what we're talking about today. Nobody has any idea, including Kayla or her coach or you or the fans or her teammates, what she's capable of doing. I mean, she is brand new to the sport. And as a swim coach, those are sometimes my favorite swim meets because she's really just going to go out there and do her very best. And whatever happens, it's going to get her in a position to understand where she stands. And that's the essence and the importance of the scoreboard, which is what we're talking about today. And there are a lot of books that talk about the scoreboard, but of course your go-to is a title from John Maxwell, which is the 17 indispensable laws of teamwork. And so this law, the law of the scoreboard is something that you and I have talked about a lot throughout the years and throughout my leadership journey. So for our leaders today, 
You have three ways that they can utilize the scoreboard to help their teams continually move forward and experience wins, both the little and the big wins. So why don't you tell us what is the first of these three ways? Yeah, the scoreboard is so important at everything that we do in life, whether it's personal or professional. And here's the first one, Amber. The first point today is this. The scoreboard helps leaders tell the story. The scoreboard helps leaders tell the story. Nothing gives a snapshot of where you stand in a game quite like the scoreboard. At any given moment in the game, anybody, including the team, uh, the, the fans of the stands, coaches, if you just really just walk and do a game, what's the first thing you do? You look at the scoreboard to see where everything stands because you want to know if your team is up or if they're down, or if they even have a chance, or if they already blew the other team out, right? So if we wanna talk about this in terms of business, I know of companies that really don't keep track of anything. They just kinda go into work from the top to the bottom and they just kinda do things. And that ends up being frustrating. And I'm talking about the little stuff that, that these people aren't taking care of. Finances, sales, customers, all the other things that should be top priorities. In fact, Warren Buffett is notorious for being able to look at a balance sheet or a general ledger of any company and know exactly where it stands. That's why we see him buying all these companies up and you're thinking, he doesn't know anything about that company. He's never been there. He's never even been to that state. But Warren Buffett now reads the story because those documents are the story. And he actually looks at those documents and he can find out exactly where a company is and how they're doing, which is which is pretty incredible. And so if we wanna talk about the scoreboard, uh, for instance, at home, well, think about some of the things that I mentioned above. Some families don't budget, and all of a sudden they wonder why they're in debt. Um, what are some of the, the, the things that, that you have to do at your house to understand exactly where you are so that you know where you can go? You know, one of the great things, Amber, about being in the military is that there are a ton of valuable services that we're exposed to. So for instance, when I was getting ready to uh, deploy and uh, any service members out there uh, have gone through the same thing, we had some really good financial advisors and other companies come in and they would just give us assessments. They would sit down with us and say, tell us where you are. And they would kind of read those stories for us. And you know, however you do these assessments, you kind of get the point. You understand that, okay, I can't know where I want to go until I know where I am. I need the snapshot. You see, it's really cool when we can read those snapshots, Amber, because once we know where we are, then we can go somewhere else. What about leaders specifically? So why is it so important for them to have a snapshot and to be able to tell that story? Why, why isn't it just enough that they get their employees to come to work and, and do what is their job responsibilities? Like, why is the snapshot so significant? Well, actually, sometimes that's part of the snapshot, right? Sometimes you're just trying to get your <laughs> get your employees to come to work, and maybe, maybe that's uh, a good thing. But fulfilling the job requirements is pretty much kind of the base, right? You show up, you're going to get paid, you're going to do some work. But anything above that, it, that that's kind of next level kind of stuff. If you don't help tell the story and help your people to start thinking critically about themselves and the company and you, they're going to end up checking out. They're not going to want to follow you anymore. This is why leaders get frustrated so often. 
leaders are wondering, well, why don't the people care? Well, I can tell you because they don't understand the story and you're not doing a good enough job communicating that story of wherever you're at because the leader needs to do the job so they can help the people get to where they need to go. Remember last week, we heard Andy, Andy Stanley say that anything we're doing is worth evaluating. And that initial snapshot can happen at any time, at any place for a leader in a team. And if you want a team to grow, then you have to give them a constant snapshot. It's taking picture after picture. They need to be able to figuratively be able to look at that scoreboard at any given time to see how the company is doing. And so Amber, Coach Lou Holtz uh, said in his book, his book's called, here it is, the first book of the day, Winning Every Day, The Game Plan for Success. He says this, we're not where we want to be. We're not where we ought to be. But thank goodness, we're not where we used to be. <laughs> and leaders, you need to be giving your team some kind of snapshot. If you're not communicating where you are as a team and where you are as a company, I can tell you right now, even if your leaders don't say it, and sometimes they don't even know it, they're going to be frustrated because you don't want to be today where you were yesterday, and you don't want to be tomorrow where you were today, kind of how Coach Lou Holt said. But you figure that it's your responsibility to take these things. It's your, uh, it's your responsibility to make sure that you help the company and the people in that company get to the next place. And as one of my mentors uh, once said to me a long time ago, um, every part of the process, it's important for you to be a part of that process. And yeah, you don't want to micromanage and you want to end up giving some of that stuff up. But until you know the snapshot, until you give the snapshot to the team and can start delegating things to them, you need to be a part of that process because you're the leader. You're the one who needs to pull the team together. So Mo, after a leader takes a snapshot and they understand that the scoreboard tells a story, then what's next? Well, the second thing that we're looking at today is this, the scoreboard helps leaders make decisions. Knowing the story is great, right? We just talked about that. You got to have a snapshot. But at some point, you need to start helping your team get to that next level that I just mentioned, whatever that is. And making decisions is not always the funnest part about the job, right? Because it causes you to really expose the bad things in the company and sometimes even your leadership abilities. But whether you have great ideas or you don't, um, your people, they're going to know whether you know stuff or not. Once you start making those decisions, I remember watching the 1988 world series years ago when I was a little kid. And during one of the games, uh, there was, uh, one of the pitchers, his name was oral Hershiser, and he had to pitch, uh, one day and he didn't have a lot of rest the night before. He didn't have a lot of time to go through some of that game film that he had hoped to do. And, what he did is he, and you got to remember, Amber, this is before the days. Now, today it's all about statistics and and everybody has everything down to where the ball is going to be hit and all this kind of stuff. But back then, it was really just about watching film and saying, well, I'm going to kind of treat this person like this and this person like that to maybe get an edge on the competition. 
but he didn't know what to do. So he made a little, a little cheat sheet of notes just on a piece of paper written out. It was nothing fancy. I mean, remember this was 1988 before computers were even <laughs> really a big thing. You put him in his back pocket. And of course, before the game, he showed it to the umpire and to the other coach. And he just said, Hey, I'm not, not trying to cut the ball or do anything bad. I'm, I just need a little bit of help. And so the point is this. He had to take a snapshot, but after he took the snapshot, Amber, which was the night before, he knew he had to make decisions. And so he put in the work and now it was just time for him to execute. But here's the funny part. I was watching a college baseball game just the other day and it wasn't just the pitcher who had all the notes. One of the batters was in the box and he was looking at his own notes. And so it was kind of this cat and mouse game. It was a lot of fun to watch because everybody had put it in, in their work and now they were making decisions. They knew that they had the snapshot, but now they had to move to the next level. They had to execute. And the reason is information matters, but it doesn't matter unless you can actually utilize that information and take it to the next level. Yeah, it's like I was telling Kayla about her swim times. Once we have those swim times today, then she has the information to make the decision that she needs to make. I mean, the first decision is, do I want to beat that time? But that's like the basic decision, because if she decides, yeah, I, I want to see if I can beat it, then there are a bunch of little decisions that have to be made about how she approaches practice or, you know, maybe the coaches will be making some decisions based on that information. But right now, when she doesn't have the information, she has no way to make a decision other than go out there and try hard. But once she has those times today, that's when she has all the information she needs to begin to make the decision. So Mo, what, what are some of the ways that our leaders need to use this information to help make decisions? Well, once leaders have the information and they start making decisions, there's really no going back. I mean, think about it. When you know the score of the game, you're in a good position. But once you know the score, the scoreboard, the game of life, the, the game of business, there's no way to be stagnant. There's no way to just be constant. You're either going to go up or you're going to go down. You're either going to help your team or you're going to hurt your team. The only constant at this point is change. This is why leaders and their followers end up getting frustrated with one another. It's not enough to just tell people what the score is. After that, you need to give them a reason why they should believe in you and why they need to be following you because they know that you're going to take them to the next levels. Leaders, what you really should be doing is taking every bit of information and learning the situation, applying it to the people on your team, and then making those decisions and acting on those decisions. Problems can't be solved the same way all the time. Meaning, you're gonna have different team members at different times, different years. It's Everything's gonna change. But even if you have the same problems, you can't tackle them the same way because the individuals on your team are different and they're unique. So you have to be able to take time to adjust those decisions so that they can help the team that you have right now. In last episode, you talked about uh, leaders can't have the my way or the highway attitude. And I think that goes the same with adjusting. Like some people just do not like to make changes, but we have to, we have to be willing to adjust the plan based on the information that we have. And so adjusting is of course a part of our third and final point. So why don't you tell us what that is today? 
Yeah, I was so excited. I just started uh, going into that last point my, myself. But here it is. Here's the third and final point for today, Amber, and it's this. The scoreboard helps leaders win. Al Davis, uh, once uh, the owner of the Oakland Raiders, said famously, just win, baby. <laughs> and I've always loved this quote because when you're put in charge of a team, you're looking to make decisions and you're looking to help the team win. Otherwise, somebody else is going to come in and do the job for you and they're going to help the team win. Okay, but let me stop you there because not everyone out there is competition minded. Now, I know for you, competition has always been in your top three of your strength finders results, but not everyone out there has the demolish the competition mindset. <laughs> so how, how does this apply for those people? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And I did a lot of work over the years with my mentors because it's important to know that it's always about helping your team. That's what we're talking about today as a leader. You are focusing on your team. There's a quote that I've often heard said, and it, it goes like this. It's not enough for me to win. Somebody else needs to lose. But that's not what we're talking about here. I don't know what look what what winning looks like for you and for your team. You as the leader need to figure that out. So the question is, what is the win for your team? What does the win look like? Because only you and your team can identify that. Now, of course, if you're in sports or something else where you are in competition, that's part of it. But if you are in, in a company and you're making a product, you might not necessarily even be worried about the competition. You might just be focused on yourself. And that is okay. Because once you identify that, then you know what you need to do to change and to make a difference. And so how do we do this? We mentioned it above. You have to adjust fire. That, that's a phrase that we use in the military all the time. It means that in any given situation, the game can change at any moment. And at that moment, you have to be able to forget about what you are about to do. You have to adjust fire and you have to fit it into what the new target is, so to speak. So are you doing this in your company? For those of you listening out there today, are you doing this in your company and your personal life? Because life is never exactly what you expect it to be. Okay. It it makes sense to adjust fire in military terms, but how might I be able to adjust fire with my team and the problems that we face? Well, that's the beauty of the scoreboard. It's the ultimate beacon. It helps us move towards the win. It's the scoreboard that gives us a healthy dose of fear when we need it. And it helps us respect the process. And it lets us know when we have time to rest, or put things on cruise control, which there will be those times. You can't go full-fledged 100% all the time. As a leader, you need to know that ebb and flow because you'll know when it's time to, 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 to buckle down because you're coming down to the wire. So what do you think teams always uh, uh, you know, do those two-minute drills for in sports? Because we all know that when it comes down to crunch time, we're going to have to take drastic measures right, to ultimately win the game. If you've ever watched a football game and it's two minutes left in the game and you're down by a couple scores and you're like, well, we can't do what we thought we were going to do because we thought we were hoping we were going to be in a better position, but now we're down and it's two-minute drill time. It's crunch time. That's the great thing about the scoreboard. When everything's on the line, 
you can't ignore it. But if you don't know what the score is in your company, you might not even know when it's crunch time. When your company has to produce more, let's say for the holidays, are you going to be able to put your team on high alert? Do you know when people, for the most part, uh, move in or out of your company? Do you know when you're going to need certain things more than, than other times in your company? You have to know this as, as a leader because if you want to help people do a better job, you have to put them in the right mindset and help them recognize these obstacles and you need to help turn those obstacles into opportunities. And those opportunities, Amber, are going to eventually turn into success for our leaders out there. Because when you keep your eye on the prize, in fact, in fact, when you keep your eye on the prize, leaders, you know that you can't take your eye off the ball, right? Or else you're going to lose sight of what that prize is. Because there's always a lot of stuff going on. And if you're focused on winning then you can help your team achieve success because you're going to know the scoreboard. You're going to know how close you are to winning. So the question is, are you willing to go the extra mile? Are you willing to put in the time to prepare? Because like the great John Wooden once said in, again, Amber, one of my favorite books of all time, John John Wooden has a book called They Call Me Coach. And every young person, in fact, I just gave it to one of my former swimmers who is now a coach himself for young people. And he said, coach, what book can I read? And I said, oh, hands down, you have to read John Wooden, They Call Me Coach. And I don't care if you're a coach of a sports team or you're the leader of a company. If you read John Wooden's book, it's going to help you understand this principle right here. It's one of his most famous quotes. He says, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And that is definitely not the kind of person that I want to be or that any of our leaders want to be. We want to be the other person. We want to be on the other side of the spectrum. I want to put my team in a place where they have the best chance to win, the best chance to succeed. And I'm sure that all of our listeners out there, Amber, today want to do the same. Yeah, Mo, as you're talking, I just, I'm listening to this idea of the scoreboard and realizing how everything that we've talked to so far and all the other episodes are really connected to this idea of the scoreboard of you know anticipating problems and accepting reality and being a make it happen sort of leader and leadership intuition and all of these things they're they're all a factor of being able to take that snapshot and then know how to make decisions based on it and like you said, it's the the preparation that goes into all of this is so important to the success for our leaders. And so this is really good information and really applicable to, I think, where we're at in, in all of our leadership roles. So before we go, what are some of your final thoughts for us today? Today, Amber, I only have one final thought, and it's this. Leaders, you need to sit down and put down on paper what the score is on your scorecard, on your scoreboard. You need to understand what it's going to take for you to move to the next level, but you can't do that until you write down the score. You've got to know what the scoreboard is for you. If somebody were to say, what do you do at your company? You need to know where you're going, but you also need to answer the next question. If they say, well, where are you in that process? You need to know what that scoreboard looks like. And Amber, if our leaders can do that, they're going to put themselves and their teams and eventually the entire company in a great place, a place to win. Well, you guys, that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week. Thank you.